Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Sigma Show, episode 112. I'm your host. I'm sorry. My brain went to peaches and cream from Jagged Edge. Because <laughs> I just realized that this is episode 112. I love that group. Anyway, uh, my name is Sigma. I'm your host. Um, before I let you know who's going to be joining me this week, real quick, we're going to go over our topics. Uh, the first one is pretty much just Baldur's Gate 3. Like, it's Woo! a phenomenon in the gaming world right now. Uh, super high marks tied currently with Tears of the Kingdom in terms of Metacritic review score. And it's pretty much all anybody can talk about uh, positively yeah. and negatively. So we'll just get into all of that at some point. Uh, and also, um, speaking of negatively, uh, Blizzard released Overwatch 2 on Steam and it was immediately bombarded with uh, negative reviews. Uh, it's currently in the overwhelmingly negative uh, rating. Um, and this is a practice called review bombing that we will talk in, talk about uh, specifically why Overwatch 2 was getting this treatment and maybe just review bombing in general, perhaps. But here, joining me to discuss these things, Ash Redux. What's up, everybody? Long time no see. Happy to be here. The Other Frost. Help, I'm contractually obligated to be here. <laughs> you signed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you forget it. And Rachel Kayser. Hi, Peaches and Cream better be the title of this episode, Casey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we can work it back in, it might be. <laughs> Oh, I'm go I feel like I have to now. I feel like we're going to just, you know, randomly I'm I'm gonna go get Peaches and Cream right now. Uh, it's a great song, guys. If you don't if you haven't listened to Peaches and Cream from Jagged mm -hmm. Edge, please do. God, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful song. Mm -hmm. And I hate R and B. I've said this like a little while ago. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of like nineties, two thousand style R and B. Jagged Edge is a, a a massive exception. But anyway, don't like, don't uh, like as we tend to do. What is what you say? Don't like rhythm or blues. No. Mixed together. Yeah, when you put them together, it's a problem. Like, oh, okay. rhythm's fine, blues is one of my favorite colors. Like, like, boy, like no mixing I mean, the meats, rhythm over here, blues over there. All right. Dancing and being sad, can't. <laughs> but uh, to, uh, let's go into what we've been playing, watching, etc. like we used to do, uh, as we tend to do. Um, does anybody feel like going first? Uh, and we'll we'll leave out Baldur's Gate 3 because I know most everybody here has been playing it. So other stuff, and then we'll get into Baldur's Gate 3 stuff. Has anyone been playing anything like, who other plays games? There's no, no one played anything else. <laughs> Me. I mean, I, I can't I... talk about the other thing I've been playing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on too, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I can tell you, I can tell you I'm playing Starfield for review, but that's literally oh. all I can tell you. Fargo yeah, Buster. a lot of people got review code, uh, and uh, and literally that's all they've been able to say. It's like, hey, uh, my review will be X here, or I'm playing Star Starfield. Yeah, that's all you can say, really. Yeah, embargoes. They're fun. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if it, Ash, if, do you want to go? No, I mean I can start if folks uh, need time to I, collect their thoughts. Or Ash, you want to? I have. Them? I would say I have been playing something other than Baldur's Gate Three. Mm -hmm. uh, that's only because I have no time to. Be I, I barely have time, as you remember when I told you for Tears of the Kingdom. I still only have seventy hours in Tears of the Kingdom. God damn! Uh, yeah, so asking me if I finish <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom? No, I still have about like eight hours in that game. Still have not upgraded from Four Hearts. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> um, so I have that. But with my little free time in the mobile realm, Ooh. I've been playing the, the Tower of God uh, mobile game that came out last month, I think. Something like that. They released a mobile uh, game for that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, just, it recently launched. I knew because I pre-registered for it. Uh, so it got me in there right away. Um, but for those who don't know, it's a, it's a, is, it, is it a Manwa, technically? Uh, yeah, I it's a webtoon it yeah. comic. That's yeah. the, oh. it was where most people found it was on webtoon, um, and you know it got an anime, uh, which had 
mixed reviews from a lot of people I spoke to, but it's mostly because they hate Rachel. I don't think they actually hated the show. They just hate Rachel. Um, <laughs> like, not this like, Rachel. Yeah, this no, show. no, no, no. What is no, no, no. Yeah, the character Rachel in The Tower character of Rachel <laughs> in Tower of God. Uh, like, that's yeah, real a, lot, random, a real random reason to hate something. <laughs> a, a lot of people hated the character so much. They're just like, I just don't even want to watch. I was like, what if she gets killed? Maybe you'd enjoy it at that. I don't know. Maybe she keep watching. Maybe she gets her just desserts. I don't, whatever. Uh, I mean, that, honestly, that's the sign of a a good character if you can elicit that sort of emotion from people, right? Like, I think oh, so. I really hate this character. That's yeah. They wanted you to. They wanted you to. I, uh, specifically, quick side note: I told my everybody who I knew who were reading a web, uh, webtoon or watching anime, I was like, I refuse to hate Rachel, and they're like, What do you mean? I was like. I feel like they want me to like her eventually. You know, they're going to pull the whole switch later. I was like, oh, these were her motives. Oh, blah, 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 blah. She's not that bad. She made a bad choice. Well, I was like, I refuse to even hate her. They're going to make me like her later, so I'm not even going to pl- fall into the pit. <laughs> so <you're>, <laughs> it's a trap. Sus- you're suspecting like a, an, an Itachi from Naruto. Yeah. Yes. That's, worse, what, that's what I think they want you to do. That they're going to do it. Not not as good. Itachi's amazing. Okay. No one no one touch Itachi. You say he's bad. I don't want to talk to you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, uh, I've been playing that. Just to you know, kill some extra time uh, during the free moments I do have since I can't play Baldur's Gate. I mean, what, what kind of a game is it? It's a gotcha game. But I mean, you okay, so we know okay. there's gambling game. in it, there, but like, other listen, than, we can. But like, is so, there more to say? It's a gotcha game. I don't I mean, know. But, what, you know uh, what's the name of the gotcha game? Genshin Impact. But that's like an action adventure. That's fair. Dealy. The, okay, the, which um, also was on mobile. So like, I I have no idea what this game. You're, you're is, right. You're right. Like, you can I put apologize. anything on mobile nowadays. <laughs> you're right. It's a stereotypical gotcha. <laughs> but no, you, uh, you're going up the tower. Uh, there's the adventure mode, which is literally just you going up the tower floor by floor. There's no story behind it. But then there's actual story mode, which mm. follows the events of the webtoon comic slash anime. Um, you're going through, you talk to those characters, you're having to cut scenes. It's actually pretty well done. I enjoy it. Uh, you can move around in the world, but it's not like you can do whatever you want. It's not that deep. You know, you kind of just go from, we're walking from point A to point B to talk to the next person to then initiate the cutscene to then get to a fight that happens in there and then you go back and repeat. So it's not anything crazy, but it's still fun to like play through the story. You know what I mean? So it's, it's okay. Um, ultimately though, it's just, a uh, you try to get the best characters. I do like their leveling system. It kind of makes every character useful. So I do appreciate that. Even if you have lower rank characters, the way it works is that your actual team of five, you have to actually, uh, uh, level the, the like the space that they take up. So, for example, you can have someone who you've never worked on at all. They're uh, the 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 standard, the the basic rank of a character, right? Like they're the NPC in the background that you see in a show, and you never they don't even have a name. Uh, they'll literally say like baseball kid, like that's what one of the something like that simple. But because you uh, you have to level the spaces up, and you have to uh, get the tier of the space that they occupy on your party up. So if you get someone, even if they're really good, and you put them in like a D space, like you just haven't leveled up that space for whatever reason, mm-hmm. they're going to suck compared to the person that you put in the C. Like it doesn't, so really like ultimately the ranks are more so like, oh, they have better skills than the other people. Like they have more worthwhile skills that work together with other people. Uh, so every character is still viable. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't, uh, if you, and the formation is important, having uh Three of one element and two of another element gets you buffs. Having four of one element gives you buffs. Having a full team of one element. So there's actually like some strategy, strategy has to go into so, okay. it. Yeah, so it's still a good time. Uh, but it's it, other other than the strategy, like 
that that's what makes the game fun for me is trying to get the characters to get the formations that and actually paying attention to the skills to see who works best with who. Uh, right. So it still has enough complexity to it. So that is fine. Are, are you spending money though? That's my question. Like I know you can do like <laughs> no, the free pulls type stuff, but are let you me like... let me tell you something. <laughs> I I was a if you go by the rankings, I used to be a dolphin when it came to gotcha games. Okay, that was my rank. I, I wasn't a whale. Okay, what's a dolphin? a dolphin? Hold on, hold on. For those <laughs> here who don't know, yeah, I mean, I was whales, say dolphin. What's a dolphin? Whales will drop money. Like Huge. it's not an issue. Uh, whether they have it or not, does that's not the point. They drop the money. They're oh. like, I'm spending all this money until I get the character I want. Right. Uh, a dolphin, if I was if I was gonna assign like an actual dollar amount to a dolphin, I'd say a dolphin will spend up to a hundred or two hundred bucks on a mobile game. Brother, that's a whale. That sounds like a whale it, no, to me. No, <laughs> whale no. money. Yeah. I, let me tell you something. A whale will drop thousands. It is not a game. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's no, investment. I mean the people who make those games don't count. Like they don't have that high a threshold of a whale. Yeah, no. I'll tell you that right now. Like I, lo- if, I love. I love that you made up triple digits. Listen, aquatic. You, listen. A dolphin is a whale in denial. Is what <laughs> I'm hearing. <laughs> wait, wait. A killer kill whale is actually a dolphin. Did you know that? Uh, I'm yes. not a killer whale. You're a killer whale, my boy. Yeah, you out here swimming. Listen, you think you're the like shark, example, but you're a dog. Listen, I promise. This Tower God game, for example, let's say you get one of these special characters and have an event going for it. If you want to max out the character, yeah. they're going to make you spend $30. $30 first before you even get like you know, a repeat of the character to limit break them. So uh-huh. you spend thirty dollars to be able to spend eighty dollars to get another person that character. Then you have to repeat that thirty to eighty multiple times just to even get them more limit breaks. I'm not spending that much for one character. You see what I'm saying? Like that's a completely different ball game. That's but one. Right. You'll spend character. that much over the course of several. Yeah, years. I was about to say. Yeah, like, but that's a Listen, listen. Ten dollars, and you said but, two, one to two hundred dollars. I'm not saying I spent two hundred, but I might have spent one hundred on a game called Brave Frontier, and that was after paying it for three years. I played it for three years, guys. All right, three yeah, years. That, that, I get you. Three, you see what I'm saying? Like we'll it, it's you, over we'll the course. We'll cut you a break, Ash. We'll cut you a break. <laughs> but I love how there are people who drop hundreds a week you're like oh a new character wrapped out they're dropping hundreds every time a new character comes sure, out and sure. they're trying to so that's why i'm like that's a whale i'll spread it out over at least a year okay right, right. <laughs> I, I i accept your terminology so okay. whale on a budget <laughs> this time this time i'm not even Bring a guppy porpoise. okay a guppy is guppy. someone who spends like 10 bucks over the lifetime of the game 10 to 50 dollars over the lifetime of them playing the game i've spent zero dollars on this okay i'm what, doing a good what price job range is like halibut <laughs> I didn't know it was fish. See, as far as I was concerned, there were whales, right? Whales spend the big money. And then there yeah. was the krill who don't spend oh. any money, but they're always there. They're always doing their dailies. And they're the ones for the whales to play with because you need them both. Sure. Yes, you do need so both. Sort of like, mm, interesting. Interesting. So this is with There's dolphins, there's halibuts. I love, I love this analogy. Captain Ahab. I love how it went from, like, what have yeah. I been doing? I've been gaming. No, I've been gambling. No, I've been gaming, <laughs> but I've really been gambling. But I have it under control. <laughs> I'll let you know this is why I purposely make sure I never gamble. I are like actual legit casino because I feel like I, I get addicted. I feel oh, like that's one of those people. Fun. I have the gene. I feel like I'll just be in there and it'll 
I'll spend cool. my life savings. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's why you guys set a yeah. limit, you know, like walk in. Yeah, with nah, nah I don't do limits. Golfing. I'll just, I'll just go in there. I'll have a bad time. All right. My, 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 my dad was like, yeah, me, we'll go in. I'll only go in with a hundred bucks. Like, no, I'll go in with my cards and it'll be a bad time. Like I yeah. just, <laughs> I, I fall into that pit of like, you know, oh, I, you know, I, I have a, you know, a decently high opinion of myself. I think I've got good self-control. So the problem is I'll come up with reasons to justify spending more mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> In my head, they'll always be like good. En- the, the explanation for why yeah. I should be spending more will always be good enough for it's myself. Just one more pull, just a pull, right? Yeah, one just be pull. like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. You know, I can yeah. spend another fifty dollars or something like that. Right. And the next thing you know, two hundred and fifty dollars later, yeah, it's a real- you're a whale. You went from yeah. dolphin to a whale real fast. See, I go straight to see. I walked exactly. in with like twenty bucks straight to the roulette wheel. Double zeros, baby. That's it. <laughs> sure, sure chance. Let's go. None well, of these I, skills. No, I, I, that's how they get them themselves. They go to the blackjack table and they're like, that was a rough draw. Let's go again. It's like, no, no, no. Pure chance. <laughs> I lost. There it is. It's not, it's not I me. Just put it all in God's uh, hands. I love it. You know. But yeah, that, that's the only other thing I, I play. It's either been that and when I actually can sit down, even if it's with me remoting into my PC at work, <laughs> uh, that's when I play Baldur's Gate 3. Gotcha. That's when I, <laughs> that's when I do that. Um, all right. Anybody else want to share? Um, I can share a little bit. Um. It's not going to be so much about what I've been playing because I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3. Um, I will say I've been playing a bit more of Final Fantasy 16, and it's like, oh, I, I've got such RPG fatigue. It's like Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, Baldur's Gate 3, and now Starfield. I'm so mm. tired. I'm so tired. It's a lot. Anyway, um, but uh, so I've been playing Final Fantasy 16 um, on the PS5 back there with my, my best friend on a. Uh, on a call and the thing is uh for those who don't know my cat's name is clyde and uh main character of final fantasy 16 clive uh-huh. and she informs me that if i don't enunciate sometimes she isn't sure who i'm talking to whether i'm t- and so like there's <laughs> so like I, i've just been keeping a list of like things that i have said about um about you know just said it while in calls with her that she doesn't know who i said it to and things like you know things like who are you mummy's good boy is <laughs> <laughs> not a thought in that head is there you little himbo yeah that, i guess that could just, uh, apply i'm not sure who you're talking to right? yeah exactly which one of them was i talking to <laughs> That's that's but, how you know that uh, someone really wants that bayonetta type of relationship because <laughs> yeah. bayonetta said it to me. I mean, oh, if yeah, you that's a, that's a good day. That's a yeah, good day. If, if you and if you've played Final Fantasy <laughs> sixteen, you know that you know I do not want to activate Clive's mummy issues. Oh no! But um, other than games, um, I've been so I just had PTO for a little while, and one of the things I wanted to do is just sit down and just read some books. Um, I. I don't have well. I have this on me. So this is uh, Raymond Chandler's "The Simple Art of Murder." So it's a collection of some of his uh, pulp novellas, mm-hmm. um, which Same I really way. like. I love Raymond Chandler. Um, but the one I was really having, I was really enjoying rereading is uh, Dashiell Hammett's "Red Harvest." So that okay. is a book I recommend to everybody because it is um, he. That is his book starring a character called the Continental Op, whose name is never revealed, um, but he is basically. Um, Sort of like, sort of like a gun for hire for. I, I, well, we wouldn't say like major companies. It's because uh, they, they. I, I would characterize him as being like sort of a super aggressive, below the belt kind of a Pinkerton agent. Okay. So, um, but yeah, he, he's he's tough. I like him. But so, like, if you've ever seen Fistful of Dollars, I have not. Ah, uh, yeah, the um or Yojimbo. 
the Kurosawa film. Um, if you've I've, ever I've seen that actually. Yeah, if you've ever seen a film where, you know, somebody comes into like a corrupt town or something and, you know, ends up playing all the sides of bad guys against each other, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's got to have been in an anime at the very least. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, you know, uh, I'm having trouble coming up with one, though. <laughs> so, but you, you know, the kind of story I'm talking about where, sure. some, where somebody comes in and plays all the corrupt sides against each other so that none of them are left standing. That comes from Red Harvest. Like that's okay. the that's the novel that that all of that story originates from, and it's it's got really snappy dialogue, which I love. And I love an old when old no, noir novels have really well written dialogue, and Dashiell Hammett's just the best at it. Nice. So I actually wish I don't have it on me. I left it elsewhere, but uh, I actually wish I had the novel on me because I would love to read you some of the dialogues. It's just it's so good. Yeah, that's what I based uh, was it Cold Take on Raymond Chandler, Big Sleep, Double Indemnity. Him and Billy Wilder, and I was like, "Oh my god, dude! I can't believe they talk like this." <laughs> Raymond Chandler and Dashiell Hammett are are really the best. Mm. But yeah, so I've been I've been rereading lots of noir and pulp novels. So I've actually considered um, I, I've because I just mentioned him. I will say that my cat Clyde is uh, he, he's he's a he's a troublemaker. So one of the ways I try to get him to calm down is by reading to him, just oh, so you know. That. He likes what I, he likes reading can hear my voice and, you know, he, he, if he, if he can hear my voice, he's, he thinks I'm paying attention to him. Oh. So, and what he wants more than anything else is attention. Yeah. I mean, I swear it's, it's sounds like, like living with a toddler. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like my three-year-old. Yeah. yeah. I'm, no, I'm noticing like, that about my cat as well. Like if she's in this room and I'm working, she will chill, but then it's like, oh, I'm on a podcast or I'm trying to stream or I'm recording uh, audio or something. When my voice is going, then she's like up in my face. Like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? What's happening? <laughs> it's like, dad, dad, dad. Like I literally like sometimes if I'm like chilling in the bedroom or something, I'll just hear him out here and he will literally yowl. And it sounds exactly like mom. And I'm like, <sighs> I, I, I thought getting a cat, I thought getting a cat would make the, would you know, be a lot quieter than this, but no, it turns out it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Train them young. I know if I if I'm talking a lot, nothing there. But if I ever get a quiet moment, they're right. They're tackling me, <laughs> Dad. Touch me. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got until we like put a pin in Baldur's Gate three. But you know, until sure. then, that's all I got. When is the Rachel Kaiser uh, book club starting? Uh, well, I I mean, I have actually been thinking about starting like read aloud streams on like Twitch or TikTok or something Ooh, like that. Yeah, so I, because I've been re- I've just been rereading a lot of mystery stories, and I'm like, just um, I was actually, hang on, since I have it, uh, I actually have this book of um, short stories, and I thought this would be really fun to read because I can I can get through some of these stories in one sitting. Right. Makes so, sense. but I was another another thing I was rereading during my PTO. So yeah, I just you know, this would be interesting to read on stream, but you know, if that if you, that's something you'd be interested in, Ash, I would definitely love to include you. I will. I will definitely be there. As long as you drop a link, I'll be there. Okay. I'm for it. I will let you know. Sweet. Uh, does that wrap things up for you, Rachel? Yeah, wrap things up for me. Um, all right, Frost. Anything you want to share? I say as far as video games go, because I don't play games anymore. Blasphemous Two. <laughs> dogged on that game as in I, I gave it the goods i said it's me versus you and it wasn't bad i said it was a solid entry people got mm. mad at me for just saying it was okay yeah they'll do that uh yeah <laughs> that's, that's, i had my mega man moment i feel 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, no, you know, solid entry into the Metroidvania genre. It kind of gave me a hankering for, I guess, harder games, if anything, because uh, that one was a little, a little head back. I, I don't play Smite, Lampy. That's not a thing. That was, that's a that's a different. That's not a thing. You, that's not a thing. No, but uh, yeah, Blasphemous Two. If anything, that's the one where I go. Yeah, you know, give it a go, give it a look, see what's up there. Feel like there was a thought there, but not so much. I guess what I wanted to say there was how much. How much do you have to play a game before somebody says, okay, that's a respectable amount? Because I almost didn't want to mention mine because I got like 110% on the thing. My metroid is I go crazy in them. Uh -huh. But if nice. I feel like if I ever say that, people will go, oh, you burned out. Of course you didn't like it. You played the whole damn thing over and over. Like, you burned out on this game. That's like... Because mm. that, that's the thing. It's, it's never enough if they don't agree with your uh, assessment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I, yeah, I, I don't even know what I'm going to do with that, but I'm probably going to just end up playing more Metroidvanias and Souls Likes on stream, I guess. Because the one thing that was nice is when I first started reviewing a year ago, I could play a Metroidvania and I'd say whatever, and people would have differing opinions. But this time around, because I've, I have been around and I've done more Metroidvanias, you got other people going, no, Frost really likes the genre because that's the biggest thing. If you don't like a game, you don't understand the genre. Yeah, but then you have the the longtime watchers going. No, Frost has reviewed most of the Metroidvanias on here, and he, uh, I know exactly what he's saying about that. So I was like, all right, I got to play even more of these games. Metroid, <laughs> like, see I, what I'm. I, doing? I wouldn't put any weight into that, like, because it's a knee jerk reaction from people who, for some reason, feel slighted that your opinion differs from theirs. Because that's all it is. Like they feel differently than you do about the game, and for some reason, when you say that to them, they're like that hurt my feelings as a person. <laughs> so now I'm going to lash out at you and say that you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't that's know. They, they said all the other places were giving it better reviews than I was. <laughs> I don't know where they're getting those from because I, after the fact, I went to look. I at least mentioned it on Twitter where mm -hmm. she said she really didn't like a game and she doesn't care what other people think, but it almost does make you feel like you're in the Twilight Zone, right? No, you're like, yeah, uh, sure. Like when, you're, when you're an outlier with a review, yeah, you definitely, yeah. you question yourself. You're like, all right, was there something that I missed maybe, but oftentimes like it's, it's just your opinion. Like people are different. And, but that's you know, the thing is that stuff just doesn't line their, up their opinions are pretty close to mine. So I don't know where these glowing <laughs> reviews came from saying blasphemous one was a masterpiece. It was unanimously it was loved. It was their and own I'm, glowing. Review. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm here like, <laughs> bro, I can look on steam right now. Blasphemous one is at very positive and the Metacritic's like at 73 or something. I was like, this is this is not as crazy as you think it was, my friend. So if I, anything, yeah, I got one of those on like one of my very first reviews. Somebody like I think I reviewed the original Tomb Raider way back in the oh, day, no. but not the original Tomb Raider. Sorry, the reboot, the, reboot, the first yeah. the first game in the reboot the trilogy, dynamics, and yeah. I, which I didn't like. Um, uh, I didn't like the color palette. I didn't like the art design. I didn't like uh, the the level design, and I didn't like that Lara Croft was passive in that, and basically got her got her crap pushed in on constantly <laughs> in that game and like everyone was like well ign gave it a nine out of ten or something like that i'm like yes. i mean yeah, no cares? offense to ign <laughs> but why do i care what they reviewed it i don't care uh, this this dude was wasn't even saying ign because i went and watched it and ign's basically went it's pretty good it's the best you're gonna get while you wait for silk song but i'm like <laughs> <laughs> that's what i said kind of um but no I, I think this and the events that we're going to talk about later with the Baldur's gate 3 uh discourse is that i'm stuck in a weird way where it's sort of like i i'm okay with not being like my peers but if you're also not like the consumers that could be an issue but now i'm just seeing this extent of like okay what when's thinking like 
the I guess everybody else a little too dangerous, whether it be a games critic or be like the, the general audience, right? So that's that's mostly what, what I've been stewing on. No, I, and right I can now. see that because like this happens to every critic, right? Like you, you you have an outlier opinion, and then you start to kind of question, like, damn, did I mess up? Like, did I miss something? Like, are they is it are they right about me? Like all the detractors in the comments, or whatever. Like that it happens, right? Um, you gotta remember <laughs> that like people in mass don't know what they're talking about. Like we gotta <laughs> like this, this is gonna sound kind of crazy, <laughs> but like when a large group of people get together and they start shouting about a thing, whoever's the loudest usually like that just trickles out to everyone, and then they're just saying the same thing, and no one kind of has their own opinion. Yeah. Like as as a critic. What you're doing is just telling people what you think. And they can do with that information what they want. They can accept it. They can be like, oh, this was good information for me. Or they can be like, oh, I don't gel with anything this man's saying. I'm going to go <laughs> find my opinions elsewhere. But that's all your yeah. job really is. Like, not yeah. really to match yeah. up with other people's expectations. Just to put out into the world a thoughtful explanation of your feelings. But that's why it's been so weird. It's like <laughs> watching the, the IGN video about Baldur's Gate. And you look in the comments and they're like, give this man a raise. Where I go, if these people are ever patting me on the back, I think I have to rethink. <laughs> I yeah, think a little I, bit. A little bit. I, I think yeah, I have I to reconsider. That. So, yeah, I'm like, well, how much dissent is okay? And at what point, how much is like, oh, he did a good job. It's like, okay, hold on. Who, who's actually on my side here? What, what did yeah, I just say? Yeah. So, yeah, and, it's, been a, it's been a weird week. Well, I was going to say also just that a lot of different, a lot of places have different um, review ethoses as well. Like, they have different, like, mandates when it comes to, like, how they review, what they review for, Um like you know, some some may some may you know review like because I, I I review from the consumer perspective like mm -hmm. basically like the core question is is this game worth spending sixty to seventy dollars on? Sure. Right, right, right. And other places might be like uh, you know is that you know what is this game as an art form for example? Both equally valid approaches, I think. So I think I think if you put eleven video game reviewers in a room, you'll come out with twenty two different opinions. I don't know why I came up with that number, but you know, I, I doubt any of them consider Redfall to be okay artistically or <laughs> true. <laughs> but you'll probably hear you'll probably hear at least thirty different reasons why Redfall sucked. That's probably it, yeah. So, but then you'll still know. see people in the comments saying like, "This game isn't that bad." You're you have an agenda. I had fun. Will and I played that, bro. That was so. Ew. I never. That You're game paid legitimately by Sony. got worse. Yeah, poor Nick. He's a Sony show. <laughs> That game actively got worse when I went into co-op. The doors didn't load here. in. Nothing was loading in. Like that was that was a terrible time. Yeah. But um, yeah. It, does that do it for what you've been? Yeah, yeah. Or? I played one game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because like same boat as Rachel. Like there's a bunch of stuff coming out, but like I can't talk about it yet. Um, like I finished something that I'm really like surprisingly positive on, but I cannot talk about it yet. Um, but so what I will talk about um is some uh some cartoon stuff, right? Like there was the news of uh, Scott Pilgrim anime. Uh, yeah. Well, we already knew Scott Pilgrim anime was coming, but they released the the first like trailer for it. Uh, I am blown away. Like I, I'm super excited for, um, and the thing is the, the graphic novels interpretation into the movie was so well done. Like I love that movie and I love the graphic novel that spawned it. So like, why why do we need another moving version of this? Well, personally, animation is where that should have went first. Honestly, like animation is probably the better route for that graphic novel. 
And to see them, you know, taking it super serious, like all the voice actors from the movie have come back to do it. Uh, Edgar Wright is back, uh, who directed the movie. So like that, that man knows how to cut, cut some footage together. <laughs> um, and from the trailer, at least, it looks like they're even adding like new music. Because like one of the biggest highlights of that movie was all the the music included. Like um, even in the video games, like they they pay super close attention to their musical choices and like the the band and stuff that they use to like make music for that franchise. So like if they're going to start adding more to it, I am all in. Like I found two of like one of my like favorite bands of all time, Metric, and then like another band that I'm a big fan of, Anamanaguchi, because of the Scott Pilgrim universe. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm super hyped about this. Uh, I can't wait till it launches. Uh, any, any of you guys like Scott Pilgrim fans are like looking forward to it? Uh, not the comic. I like the movie. <laughs> Just the movie. But I mean, I would, I would read one. the comic. Like it's actually like interesting tidbits. Yeah, it's little tidbits like uh, how it used to be. I think it was black and white. Then it went to color, and they had a like there was a joke on the play that there was no black and white in the first one, and then in the in the color version it says this joke worked better in black and white. <laughs> I I don't know like, if I remember this. Yeah, so he he's got a he's got a funny style where it's just like I'm aware that you're aware, so I'm aware, and I, I, I like that back and forth play. It's it's really playful, I guess. I, don't, I have high admiration for things in the entertainment in the entertainment sphere that can stay playful because I mean that's the whole point of it all, right? Yeah, so the whole thing I, is very tongue in cheek and very hyper. I, I find it, yeah, I find it super super playful. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and. I can't get enough of Michael Sarah. What a weirdo. Yeah, I love Michael Sarah. Uh, apparently people, <laughs> people, people were, uh, and I didn't realize this at the time, but people weren't happy that he was cast as Scott when the movie first came out. And they ended up, you know, uh, being okay with it in practice. But like, they, Scott has a, a slightly different persona in the graphic novel than like Michael Sarah's default persona, which is, which permeates all mm. his movie roles. Like, he's always kind of just the right, same guy right. in all the movies he's in. And Scott's a little more energetic, and he has an edge of cool to him that Michael Sarah just like. Michael Sarah is like awesome, like he's he's a nice guy, but you don't really get cool from him, right? Right. No. But the thing is, I think Michael Sarah was kind of perfect because Scott is a jerk. Like that's like he's not a great person, like as a character. And I feel like people mm. were imprinting like their thoughts of like what a cool guy is on this sort of jerk character who needed to learn that about himself that he was a jerk over time. So I think Michael Sarah was actually perfect for that role. And but people are, he's he's had a lot of voice roles especially like in like the Lego stuff where he is a lot more energetic. So I, I feel like uh I feel like it's going to be slam dunk. I'm so excited for this for this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, he's a weird. He's a weird one. Like I said, he that not cool thing, but a jerk. And then he did that in uh, what was it? This is the end of the world, or whatever. He gets yeah, slapped by Rihanna. And yeah, I just that clip was floating around on uh, Twitter again for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> but, well, he, said yeah. He, wa- he said he wanted it to be as authentic as possible. So he's like, yeah, she knocked me out. <laughs> I'm like, all right, get it, Alan. <laughs> uh, it's, I love Michael Sarah. <clears throat> Um, no. But uh, also in animation stuff, the, they also released the first trailer for the Adventure Time continuation, which is the Fiona and Cake version. If anyone doesn't know, I'm a massive Adventure Time fan. Um, I call it the catalyst that started the, the, the second Golden Age of Cartoon Network in the 2010s. Mm. Um, probably one of the best cartoon series Cartoon Network has ever produced and probably just like in a top 10 list of just all cartoons uh, of all time, in my opinion. Um, and they're making more of it. Like... 
And at first, like the the first teaser trailer they released showed, uh, and if you don't know, Fiona and Cake is a gender swapped version of Finn and Jake. So like mm. it's a girl and a cat, and like they have adventures. Like there were a couple of there were like two or three episodes in Adventure Time that featured on this sort of gender swapped fan uh, story that the Ice King character was writing, and this show is. <laughs> sort of bringing that to reality because this new trailer kind of confirms that um, that both worlds exist. Like, this isn't an alternate version of Adventure Time. This is Adventure Time and the character Fiona and her magical cat Cake are being pulled into the world we know somehow. But all the other factors still exist. Like, it's still something that the Ice King has written. Fiona is a character who lives in the real world, but also she is becoming like this hero in this fantasy version of the actual Adventure Time. Like it's really bonkers, which is the sort of thing I love about Adventure Time. Um, it's got great art. Uh, all the voice cast, I believe, is back. Like there's like an older Finn and Jake running around. So like I'm just again like I'm just really hyped. Uh, this is gonna premiere on HBO Max, um, and uh, it seems like everyone's on board to kind of continue. Like a really really good show. Like I don't I don't get any bad vibes from this. Like I'm very excited. Even though Adventure Time had its run, it ended. It was great. Uh, but he, I'm I'm okay for a sequel. <laughs> like I think there's a good path to go for a sequel for that show. Loving it, loving it. I'm confused, but loving it. <laughs> I mean, no one no one else. I uh, big Adventure I bowled out. I, I bowled over by your enthusiasm, Casey. <laughs> My, right, so my wife watched Adventure watched, Time in 2010. My, my wife watched all of Adventure Time, so you know she's she's I, she doesn't know this exists. So I'll tell oh, she her. She does. Yeah, let her know. Let her know. <laughs> yeah, she'll she'll love this. I've seen I've seen I've watched come in randomly when she's watching an episode. I've seen the screaming lemon dude ripping his clothes off. You know, what I mean, I've seen I've seen bits and pieces. You know, I know about baking pancakes, making bacon pancakes, and I'm, t- uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and if you're an evil witch, I'll punch you for fun. Those are the things I know, and I feel like I've gotten some of the best parts. Don't sleep I'm not gonna lie to you. Don't sleep on it. <laughs> I, I, like, I, it I is, know. It's legitimately I, it a great show. It deals constantly in existential dread to the point where it's mm-hmm. like there was this show was not made for children. In like it, like mm-hmm. it, children can watch it for sure, 100. percent It's got like bright, but colors. they'll miss. But yeah, like, they'll miss the parts that are more for the uh, well. Older honestly, it, it takes them along for the ride too. Like it'll it'll oh. scare your kid a little bit. <laughs> but like, but it's a Access. good thing. Like sometimes, sometimes your children you just need to see what the real world is like. <laughs> you see it, hey? Uh, yeah, no, my because my wife watched all the all the she watched all the adventures. She's watching Steven Universe now. Uh, yeah, Steven Universe is also another. Heavy she's enjoying that era. Uh, but yeah, so. Oh, uh, real quick. Sorry, before mm-hmm. I no, I didn't say I was watching anything. I am. I got my wife to watch, start watching the new uh, Roni Kenshin adaptation uh, anime with me because uh, I, I love the old that. one. Go um, ahead. Is that well? I know you're not like I guess done with it yet, but is that following like kind of the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood route and the Trigun Stampede route, or is it more like uh, so, just a remaster of like the same exact story and events? So let me let me tell you this. I've read the manga for any Kenshin, but I started reading the manga from the end of where the original anime took place. Gotcha. So I don't know how faithfully I adapted the original anime was in the first place to answer that. But mm-hmm. what I can say so far, it's been bar for bar exactly the old anime. Gotcha. So far. Okay. It's, been, it's basically just, you know, new, obviously newer animation style effects, like you know, all the stuff like, uh, yeah, Hunter, Hunter did. yes. Uh, Except I do feel like, unless I'm, I might be misremembering this. I feel like it's more bloody than the original one was. 
It's uh, like because if I, I don't remember for I know like by the time they get to I don't know how much you, if you guys seen the original one. Uh, by the yeah, time they I, get further along in the show, when it, he's actually going, I guess uh, what's his name? Was it Shishomaru? Uh, uh, Shishio? Lord Sh- Shishio? Was that it? Bandage Man. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, I think <laughs> when they were going against, by the time they get towards to that part, they, they start showing a little bit more. But if I remember in the beginning, you didn't see that much blood. You're showing you you see the blood. Like they're not they're not censoring it or anything, which I'm happy about. Because then when we do start getting to more the you know, Samurai X type of events. I want right. to see him turn up. Uh, <laughs> uh, which they do show a little bit of uh, flashbacks of him being the Batosai uh, back in his uh, his heyday. So I like it. But so far, I've been really enjoying it. A bunch of waves of nostalgia. I'm like, yes, yes, it's happening. He's about to fight uh, Jine. Oh, he's going to use the Nipponoino, whatever, and paralyze well, Karu, and he's going to turn up for a second. He's going to be like, hell it's time to die. Terminology in Rurouni Kenshin. Yeah, because it's super historical. Yeah. Like, there's, like, obviously, they, they play with history, like Assassin's Creed type. Not, all right, not Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed goes more than that. But they do know, a lot of things that they mention. Comparable. Newer ones, I don't think so. The older ones, I say yes. I say they, they play with a little bit. Like, here, you can tell this is the made up part. And uh-huh. then this is obviously actually just historical accuracy. Now, new ones, I'll be like, I think we stopped caring, but that's <laughs> I'm not gonna keep talking. Uh, sorry, but I've been we've been watching that. She's been enjoying it with me. Uh, I've been having, I hope it goes all the way past where that the previous one went. That's my hope because I really want to see the parts that I read ha- animated. Has uh, this is my, my last question on this? Uh, then we can move <laughs> on to the Baldur's Gate stuff. Uh, has has this condensed any of the old anime in a way? Because I feel like that I've, might be a, a, a sign that they'll go they'll do more of the actual manga. So far, no, but I don't think they're only seven episodes in, and uh-huh. for where they are, there's not much that I feel like they would have been able to like condense yet. Gotcha. If, if even if they wanted to, because so far they're still introducing, you know, like the main cast, so you can't they can't condense anything. Otherwise, they condense why yeah, this they, person's they even showing up. This person, yeah. all right. <laughs> like why is gotcha. why is he here? <laughs> so so far, it looks it's pretty bar for bar though. Nice. I, I I do plan to check that out when it's like all all finished like it's first season or whatnot uh but thanks thanks everybody for sharing uh now the moment you've all been waiting for is to talk about Baldur's gate 3 which i know everybody's been playing um first off i guess everybody's high on it everyone's like yes this is my my new favorite game obsession worst is that game ever. Is yeah. worst game ever <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. It's, all right it's, let me leave it's okay it's <laughs> more so pr- proves it. it's like uh it doesn't matter how high anybody scores it if it's not your thing it's not your thing mm-hmm. but still what I can appreciate is that even though it's not my thing, I can go, I see why everybody is going nuts on this thing. This is their Wonderland. I mm. go look for mine now. It wasn't Zelda. It wasn't <laughs> this, you know. <laughs> so so is Baldur's Gate 3 not your thing? Like, is that kind of where you're falling as you've been uh, playing it? Yeah, I like said, it, but it's instead of like a tutorial twice? It's it's more yeah it's more so uh, was it because it kind of it's not that it sells itself as D and D but it is very systems heavy very uh, based in the five E engine and a lot of the joy that uh, that people seem to be having from it is sort of like gaming it in a in a sense whereas I go in with a lot of ignorance like yeah, I'm more for the role play aspect if my mm-hmm. character doesn't know things I don't know things you know it's not like oh don't you know that like you inspect everything and and fireball it's like yeah but he doesn't know that you know so like my character is stupid he shouldn't know all these things and so that that just becomes a bit more of a of like a chore than anything else especially when like uh i think i like min maxing competitive games more right so i'll look into street fighter frame data i'll, I'll go into uh into um 
shooters and look for the angles and study the maps and stuff like that. Whereas this is more so like it feels I'm I don't want to min max a role playing experience. Yeah, you, know? you want mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. want the story mm-hmm. to like kind of flow naturally and in like in a realistic fun way that you feel you have agency in. Exactly. Yeah, but it's also like that information because I do know a bit of the. Uh, I've, I've read the handbook. I know a lot of the stuff that you do in the core five E experience, and it's hard to not meta game myself. So even though I do, I can appreciate it, and the systems are absolutely crazy. I can recognize it for being freaking nuts as uh, something that's been completed in two thousand twenty three. It's still, I still go. It's not that. There's not that much my thing. I think I like the 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 core of Disco Elysium more. But still, this one I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is this is nuts. I can see why everybody's going crazy. Hmm. Okay, uh, I, I think I'm I think I'm leaning more in your camp, Frost. Like I've mm. uh, I've put like I think about six hours into it so far, um, and I can't stop getting into fights. <laughs> like I like I don't I yeah, don't want it's... to be this violent. And like like I I was not gonna play Baldur's Gate three. Like it. Like I know it was gonna be a big deal, but it's just it's just didn't look like the kind of thing I'm gonna spend my time doing. But all the praise like got me. I was like, all right, if this is like the new wave, then let me let me see what everybody's talking about. And yeah, like that the FOMO. thing that was selling me was this idea that like it the game will just yes and pretty much everything you do. Like if you want to do something in a situation, like it's equipped to handle that. Like the, de- the developers have thought about what you would want to do in a situation. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like I'm not getting that, at least not yet. I think what you, if anything, you've been spoiled by having Jack as a DM because <laughs> Jack does a lot. Like, okay, so this is where it becomes a contentious opinion. Mm-hmm. 5e, even though it is the most, I guess, the most used and recognized right now, it is almost like the most spited system because it is less flexible. It provides a core. Most of the fun from 5e comes from um, homebrewing, which would be the Uh equivalent of modding. I anticipate this game being even bigger if they allow uh, the modding circumstances because it still is a combat-focused game. The thing people don't like about the core of 5e is that it's all based on what you kill, which not everybody wants to play that way, right? Whereas you have DMs like Jack who just, oh, you got through the thing. Here's your XP, right? So it still has has its moments where I'm just like, oh, dang, that's the part of 5e that I don't like. And that's why it doesn't necessarily vibe with me. But like the story is crazy. It's (laughs) nice. It's nice to get in there. If anything, it could be like a a little simulator. Like the next time that you get into a a D&D thing and you're like, huh, how would this character play out? You know, mess around with with Baldur's Gate. Make your character. Ash, you wanted to jump in? Dust it out there. I I was going to say, I do think it lets you get EXP from situational moments. There was a... Because I, I thought the same thing, like it'd be mostly combat and maybe a quest line. But I was actually, I leveled up when, uh, as little spoil as possible, but some goblins stopped me. They're like, yeah, you can't come through here. Uh, and basically said, we about to jump you. Give us your stuff and we won't all jump you. And, you know, there's a party, which I love the party quips because everyone's actually giving meaningful conversation most of the time when they're speaking. Because one of the guys back is like, goblins don't move in groups they move in horrors basically saying like he's not joking mm-hmm. he probably got like 50 other goblins here like we shouldn't do this <laughs> and uh so i i uh i used a uh, persuasion to try to get through and i actually leveled up right after getting a successful persuasion role so i don't know if they I, I think they do give you exp in this game when you if it's something role related uh, and you sure. six i don't yeah. know if you have to succeed 
I don't know if they include failures because failure is part of the game too. But it, I did level up just from, and that wasn't even like a like completing a part of a quest line. That's part of getting to the quest line, but it's just a conversation that could have been any combat, deception, intimidation, whatever. And it did give me EXP, which I was surprised about. I was happy that it did, but I was very surprised because I thought it was just going to be kill this if you want to level up. Because I was like, I, I am level two right now. Uh, this other quest line got me trying to fight like a group of level fours and I will die. Like a full full squad of twos versus fours instant yeah, death. Like, it's not even a competition. Baldur's Gate like, <laughs> wants to fight you. Like I like I, I went into it thinking like, I'd you. be able to have all these interesting conversations and, and funny, weird situations. And like, because... I, I have a, a bad relationship with dice for some reason. So like I will I will roll for whatever. It's like, hey, in this situation, roll for this, roll for that. I'm failing left and right. Like I can't talk to anybody for any reason. And it always ends in, well, now I'm gonna kill you. As opposed to, all right, well, you don't get this part of the conversation or you're you know what I mean? Like it's it's like the conversation yeah. doesn't fail. It just always devolves into a fight. And like I'm not mm. like I don't have like a super strong party. I'm very early in the game. So I'm doing shit like running, like just like taking my whole party, like just fleeing as far as I can until I can, <laughs> it's, can, like, you can individually like run back to the camp as soon as they get far yeah. enough away from combat. Uh, yeah. Like I'm like, uh, I mean, I've, I've had to employ some interesting tactics where like, okay, we we legit like ran around a corner and then as they, as enemies start coming around the corner, it's like just bombard them one by one as they catch up to us. Like stuff like that has been successful. I mean, so like, that's fun. Like I, I have been having a lot of fun with the combat mechanics. Like I'm a big fan of turn-based tactics and this uh, a lot of games have started to do this. A lot of turn-based tactics have started to do it where like, you have a lot more free range of movement before the tactic stuff happens. And this is essentially mm. just putting um, a full-on tactic system in just an open-world game. Mm. Like, it, 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 just, it just makes so much sense. Like, every, nothing is grid-based. It's just tactically move your people around and employ your, your fighting, which is, I guess, is D&D. Like, that's kind of just how that has always yeah. functioned, right? Mm-hmm. So like I like seeing that played out in like a high budget video game like it's actually like really cool and like I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of that but uh, I have been feeling a little let down by just the scenarios it puts me in. Um, real quick, I'll, I'll tell like this one anecdote. Um, I was in this one town and like a rat ran by me and I saw like a little prompt for talking as the rat ran by. So like I talked to the rat and got a a, a natural twenty on animal handling. And then the rat mm-hmm. was like, uh, like there's a narrator or whatever, and the narrator was saying like, oh, the rat is like telling you that it has like a, a pain in its tooth, and it wants to show you like how it got the pain in its tooth. So I follow this rat behind to, and it runs under this locked door, and so there's no key, mm-hmm. there's no way for me to like, get into the door. So I'm like, um, all right, I'm in the middle of a town. I attack the door. <laughs> the person who's inside the house is now talking to me. But not not because not because they came to the door. Like they kind of teleported my party into the room with that character, and now I'm doing dialogue options with that character from inside the room. But then, like we had a conversation, things smoothed out, and then I was back outside the door, as if I hadn't mm. been talking to this character. But also, the door is still it locked. Right out. Yeah, and the rat is on the inside. So I'm like, I didn't want to talk to this character. I wanted to talk to the rat. <laughs> right. So again, I'm like, all right, can I break the door and just walk in and talk to the rat? So I break the door. Again, that character is talking to me. We have an entirely different conversation about something else. Um, but the rat's in there and uh, the rat 
is talking about something different. So like that character and this rat are not related. They have right. completely different things, but just happen to be right next to each other. And like the game yeah. is breaking itself, jumping me back and forth between those two scenarios. And I never mm. found out what else I needed to do with that rat because a guard showed up and was like, hey, you're not supposed to be in here. And he uh, sent half my party to jail. Uh, <laughs> just try to talk to the rat and yeah, keep going. Hey, you shouldn't that. be breaking good doors. <laughs> so like, so that stuff was fun, but like it, it kind of, it kind of didn't work. Like it's like the game was mm. trying to give me like these weird scenarios, and that, that's the stuff I was into. Like I wanted to follow that storyline, but like the game yeah. couldn't handle me trying to follow the storyline. So like I was a little, I was a little disappointed by that. There you go. Yeah, I feel I feel uh, a lot of the joy comes through people playing extremes, and uh, that's something I'm I'm not. Uh, if if I were to go into these kind of games, I tend to be neutral in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the one who likes voice protagonists who have their own stories and that kind of stuff. So it being about me mm-hmm. and being fleshed out is a little harder. Unless you go in going, I'm about to sex everything up, or I'm about to charm everything, or I'm going to kill everything. Those seem to be like the more uh, uh-huh. the more tuned into these kinds of yeah, games. What can the like system do for me? Yeah, I, I think it's also to- like a to yeah. like push against the world's rules and stuff right yeah yeah i'd say i'd say that's my failing as a player is i'm i seem to be like a more taking a more passive role in the systems whereas if you come in with a very aggressive here's what i want to play what can you do yeah you know, i kind of like, want to see probably gets more of that. i think that's what the difference is right uh, a lot of a lot of dnd players um i think they like the idea of being the center of the world like they're the hero every like they have the most agency and everything kind of bends to their will yeah like I kind of want to experience what people who have made a video game have done. So like, I'm like, I'll, I'll be a participant. Like, okay, react, <laughs> like live your life people. And then like, let me see what's going on. I feel like, yeah, like maybe, maybe the system isn't specifically designed for that. It's designed more so for the person who wants to break everything. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 rem- I actually remember the rat that you're talking about Dude, and i i, I think that might be a i think that might be a glitch because you can actually get into the room because it, it leads you to it does lead you to a locked room yeah and then but you and you can get into the room but it doesn't it, there's no like teleporting in and out to talk to an npc there is an npc on the in the storage room yeah, yeah but yeah. um but and she gives you the next stage of the quest but so i don't think that's what you, of the rat's quest yeah it's all part of the same scenario gotcha. but i don't know i was really because i could not enter that room and by yeah, breaking i don't i don't it, think i got in trouble with the police <laughs> you make sure you got the latest uh the latest hot fix because i know i they, don't know if that was i put, think that might have been a uh, like i'm not saying you did anything wrong casey i'm just saying yeah. that i think maybe that would that was actually maybe a problem with the game yeah, it definitely seemed a little bugged there oh, yeah. because they, they yeah, rolled the game out is a little buggy i'll just say that it's a little <laughs> bit glitchy they, they rolled out hot fix four and then they had to pull it back because it caused more issues than fix and they did they just recently put hot fix four back out after uh, putting a big apology thing saying hey we're gonna redo how we do our hot fixes to make sure this never happens again blah 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 blah. i probably uh, have but not, uh i probably have not downloaded that hot fix or the hot fix to the hot fix yet yeah, yeah. So. They're on Hotfix 4 right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I've actually, I mean, just like con- sort of like the opposite experience of Casey and Frost. I've been with Baldur's Gate 3 since early access. I mm. bought the game when it was in early access and I, I've dipped in and out of it, you know, through the various like patches that they've rolled out. So I've seen it when it was 
buggered. I've seen it when it was like very, very rough stages of development. So it, it almost like this, the stage it's at now feel, you know, it's, it's almost hard for me to judge, you know, which maybe is the intention because I've, I saw it when it was really rough and now it feels really, really beautiful and polished that I mm, see it. That's fair. Yeah. And, and I will say, I do think that the games that Baldur's Gate 3 strikes a good balance between um, being a and d game and being a video game because you can't you can't marry the two perfectly. Like one of the things I love to do when I play D and D is I make the most intricate backstories for my characters. <laughs> like I mean, seriously, I just made Hogwarts basically for a wizard character that I'm playing in one of my husband's campaigns, and <laughs> she's even got she's even got a nasty rival, <laughs> a, a nasty academic rival. Anyway. Awesome. Um, but I'll tell you about it later. But anyway, um, so like I love doing intricate backstories for my D and D characters. That's not an option in Baldur's Gate three. Right, like it kind of right. like make you pick and choose. Up yeah, you're basically yeah, yeah, you're basically you're even, just a cipher, and yeah. um, but that's necessary because you there's no like um th- there's no room for that in a video game like you have to be like your character is basically forward looking in a video game. You have to be like you start from a certain point and you have to progress from there mm-hmm. and i think i think the i think boulders gate 3 does a good job of um marrying like uh the freedom of a D game with the constraints of a video game i i think it's a i think it strikes a good balance between the two all right that's fair so uh, i'm trying to <laughs> it's hard because I've, I've i'm trying to like get my thoughts in order to uh talk about that i one thing that i love about it is that i can almost like you, because you have the origin characters, and those are the characters who are like the preset, the you know the pre-made ones that you can you can play as them. But if you want to, you can make your own custom character, and they'll be members of your party. Mm-hmm. I can almost feel what the players are like for each of those. Like like in a like if this were a D and D game, like I can almost uh, tell you like <laughs> the kind of people who would play who would create like Starian or Gale mm-hmm. or Shadowheart. Like I can feel like the player energy behind those characters, which I I love so much. Like absolutely like the character like the player who created a story and is absolutely the sassiest motherfucker at the table <laughs> like they are they are the funny one and so everyone's like why do you why do you come up with this like angsty vampire backstory you know would you read too much twilight as a kid or something and meanwhile they and meanwhile that just a, just so just out of spite that player is like hitting with all the one-liners you could possibly come up with in the mm-hmm. game and is like thoroughly roasting all the other characters <laughs> So that's the energy I get is that you can actually, I feel like you, you can actually feel like character within character energy here, which I really love. Like mm. I, I can totally feel the, the like, I, I love Carlock. She's one of my favorites as well. Uh, mm. Washboard abs tiefling. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been seeing, yes. I've, I've not got that character. That's everybody's, yet, but like, a lot yeah, of people seem to like her a lot. <laughs> I love we'll the, really the mashup it. for it. Where it was just like you can have this one or that one, and then Reese's cup, Reese's cup. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it was a weird music mashup where it's like you either go with this one or this one, but everybody knows you really want this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, um, I also appreciate that. So this is kind of a pet peeve. Like my husband's heard this whole nonsense before uh, from me, which is that I see a lot of. Um, games that are called rpgs that in my opinion are not rpgs like because they're you're not yeah <laughs> like final fantasy 16 uh yeah well i was gonna go with the witcher 3 but you know oh, oh i get i get so much hate when i, when yeah, I say that it's like rpg rpg it's an action adventure game yeah 
Yeah, because your role is set in that game, and you know, there's not really like a like a branching storyline where you can create like different, um, like and even in games, like if you can just like create customize a character in a way like like classic Final Fantasy, you can customize like your job, for example, and that to me is enough to qualify video game wise as an mm-hmm. RPG. But you know, there are a lot of games out there call themselves RPGs. They aren't RPGs. You know, just because a game is huge and open world does not mean it's an RPG. So it, it feels good to have like actual classic RPG systems in place here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very loose term these days. People say like, you know, this XYZ is an RPG. And I'm like, no, no, it isn't. <laughs> it, so it, it works very well. Like, mm-hmm. like I, there's, there's like a, I don't know what it is. There's some sort of endorphin hit when the thing pops up and it's like, oh, you got to roll. And then you like, you just <laughs> wait and anticipate like what, you know, whether it's a success or a failure, it's like, ah, oh shit, now what's going to happen? Play a gotcha game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's something to that. God Tower is good. <laughs> like, yeah, tons of video games do that in the background, but like, with the, the whole D&D framework that lets you just see it happen and make you feel like you're the one doing it, like, there, there's something a little special about that. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. I, I And I also, I'm sorry, I'm like, going on and on but uh oh, go ahead oh don't worry I'll, I'll do the same you're fine yeah exactly uh, <laughs> ash, will, ash will back me up here yeah, um yeah. god now, now the thought has left my head darn it um, <laughs> um you know what ash you go i'll 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 yeah, wait the thought comes back, back into my head yeah. yeah okay i am going to start this stopwatch timer <laughs> So hopefully I stop before. Uh, yeah, we'll just start it. All right. So Baldur's Gate three, um, as you, as I'm sure you, I'm pretty sure all of you heard me at least say before. Blue is the one who got me to finally like really get into D and I've uh-huh. tried playing D and D twice before. I only ever got pat like barely past session one. Uh, you know, which basically create your character session zero really uh, create your character trying to come and have fun just doing that part. Like I was really excited both times, but I was never able. The first time I was like super young, I I have transportation. I'm not taking myself anywhere. The other time I just gotten married. <laughs> it's like I'm not. I, yeah. I can't commit to that. I'm supposed to be here. I can't so have friends. I uh, can't, can't have friends. I, I gotta, <laughs> you gotta give me at least like six months, and then I can have friends again. Uh, and then even then, I'll I'll pass up on you guys every time you ask me to come out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the shade. Um, <laughs> it's not my fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but no, ultimately, Ash, are though, you okay? I I am okay. okay. My wife treats me very nicely, thankfully. <laughs> um, but no, I um, I really I've been enjoying Baldur's Gate three uh, a lot as uh, someone who likes D anD. Rich, I agree. It's like this is I I didn't first of all when I first heard of Baldur's Gate three, I never heard of Baldur's Gate before. I saw like the trailer for it, and when I saw it was like turn based, I was like, oh, that's cool. Maybe I'll look into it. I didn't find out until literally two weeks ago how just this is just D&D in video game format. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, no, this is Forgotten Realms. Like, this is actual D&D. Everything that's in this game is basically canonical in D&D lore. It's like it's an actual realm. There are actual campaigns built around this area you're playing in. This is all legit. I was like, what? All right, let me get it. Uh, I didn't ask any more questions. I was like, let me just get it. I don't care. Just give it to me. D&D so, game so the, the fact that it was tied to the D&D license was your trigger. Yes. Like, right, that's why I was that like, I got to try this. 
Yeah, okay. and then when I saw the trailer, I was like, because well, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this game looks pretty, like, graphically looks decent. Like, I'm like, this looks like it's a, a, a well-made game, but I had never heard of it. I was, uh, usually for me, if I see a game get to a third game, like, okay, people must like this enough, right? So I might look into <laughs> it more. If it gets to three games, I'm like, somebody likes this I'm game. Honest, they keep yeah. making it. <laughs> you know, so, like, that, at that point, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll look into it when I have a drought which I never do because I have a backlog. But whenever I have a drought, <laughs> I'll look into this game. Or if I see it's on sale, I'll get it. But then I saw it was D&D. I said, oh, never mind. Here's my money. Yeah, so, th- so there's <laughs> a lot of power in that. Because, like, people have been speculating, oh, yeah. like, that was that was maybe part of the reason for, like, the so. success and popularity. It's like, well, it's tied to D&D. And D&D is, like, kind of on fire not right now. Yeah, yeah, I actually um, I spoke to it's, I don't want to sound like I'm name dropping, but one of the uh, when I was at uh, one of the Games Beat summits, I had a fireside chat with um, Cynthia Williams, who is president of Wizards of the Coast. And mm-hmm. one of the things she was talking about with regards to like expanding the D and D license was Baldur's Gate three. And she was talking about how um, I remember this distinctly because we hadn't necessarily talked about this in the prep. Was that she said that um, Baldur's Gate 3 was doing really well in early access because this was back when it was still in early access. And she's like, yeah, people can't get enough of it. And I just leaned over and said, Cynthia, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think this has turned out to be uh, pretty much even beyond Wizards of the Coast's uh, wildest yeah. dreams no, for this yeah. license, just which is ironic considering Wizards it. of the Coast is kind of like messing about with D&D right now. Damn, yeah. <laughs> But Listen, we don't talk about that. We, we don't, don't talk, talk about, about that. that. Not right now, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I've, I've been enjoying myself a lot. For uh, When I got into it, I was wondering, like, how D&D is this really going to be, right? Like, how much am I going to be, like, even just with creating a character? Uh, definitely, like Rachel said, my favorite part is making my backstory. And funny enough, kind of, I actually do play D&D, like how, Frost, you were saying, like, you probably did. I'm passive. Technically, my one of my current characters right now is a monk, uh, uh, a woodland elf monk. So one, he already is going to live for a crap ton. Right. He's only 88. They live to like a thousand, basically. Right. That's a normal life expense. So he's young. He has plenty normal life as long as he doesn't get murdered and, or get a, a, an illness. He's basically just going to be alive for a long time. And in this world, a monk eventually goes on their monk journey when they come of age, where they go to all the different monasteries. And that, like that's his goal is to become a, a head monk. Right. But he's 88 and no monk rushes their journey because it's that's the journey is to go see the world, blah, blah. So you're already not supposed to rush. He's a monk, so they're not, he's not rushing in general. He's 88 and he's gonna live to be a thousand. He's he's chilling the that's whole time. He yeah, he's he's a ba- he's chilling. So when I went to group and and a lot and a lot of times because of how my my play is more passive in a general sense anyway, actually sometimes causes friction <laughs> with the people I play because they're like, what is your character when he's like? Dude, he's chilling. He's, he's he's cool with just helping you guys right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, what does he he's had like do? at least five hundred good years. Like, he's not he's not concerned. What's up, baby? You got a popsicle? I know you you got it without asking. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> popsicle drama. Did you did you put the popsicles back? Did you make sure they're in the freezer? Or are they melting on the floor right now? Want to talk about it? <laughs> they're no, not this melting. This. Yeah, I, I need to hear all Where about the popsicles right now. I need to hear all this popsicle news. All right, talk about the popsicles. Hi. Hi, sweetie. Hi. Say hi. Hi. (laughs) Is it tasty? Is it tasty? Yeah. Cold sugar, yes. At least you ate breakfast this time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. 
You need anything? You need something? Um, okay. Well, uh, just while Ash is doing that, uh, I remembered what it was I was going to say, which was mm-hmm. that um, uh, I do think that, you know, it related to what I was saying about balancing, like, uh, you know, a, a tabletop, a D&D game, a tabletop D&D game with a video game. Um, I think also I'm because there's been some discussion about like save scumming or gaming your roles. And I do think that, you know, one of the things that video games has as an advantage is that you can play a power fantasy in a video game, which is also something that I think Baldur's Gate three does really well. It's like, it's sort of like I, I, you know, why I caution people who might like say like a mass effect or a dragon age, you know, it's like, those are good video game RPGs. I don't necessarily know if like your experience with that sort of a thing would translate to a tabletop RPG, like a D a classic D and D game, because you know, you, unless you've got a very particular type of DM, you're not going to get the same kind of power fantasy mm-hmm. from playing mm-hmm. that. So I think also yeah. one of the things that I like about Baldur's Gate three is that you can have that power fantasy in a D and D setting so it's a it, it like I said I'm I'm using the word a lot, but I feel like it's a good balance between the two conflicting paradigms. Yeah, I yeah, would I agree. Think, I, think I think it hits its demographic absolutely. Like in if you're an active participant, if you do want to go for that sort of power fantasy, go for it. I have that problem where I'm more passive. Even in this D and D session that we do on the side, my character had no real backstory outside of like he has super low self esteem and nobody liked him. Yeah. So at the first, the first I, point, yeah, the first point I got to give him some sort of obsession something to drive him i absolutely took that and made it part of the character where he now has you know his father was murdered but it's not really his that's a long story rachel's there she knows i was there yeah i'm like his driving force now is he's trying to avenge his father that was there for like it was just some guy that said he like nice work for five minutes and then died and i'm like all right i'm gonna make him obsessive because now he has a driving force and now i can play through that Whereas um, my my issue to begin with is usually I come in very much like all right what what you got what you got right and the game goes what do you want to do I was like well I just want to see what you want to do you know That's, <laughs> so if you, if you don't come off hot from the gate it's it's going to be as hot as you make it right and I think it, it lends gotcha. itself to being as hot as you want it to be in right. many ways in many ways. And, and genuinely, that's actually how I like. I like to make my character. I give them as much backstory as I can come up with. I come up with their personality. I already have a general idea of like how would they react in certain scenarios. Like I come up with, I have like three baseline scenarios of like uh, of how I define my character's personality in a quick way. So you know, I got the like the uh, attempted bar fight situation. Is he he's down for the fight? He's trying to get out of it. He's running away. Like I, I come up with three basic scenarios. How they do, and that gives me a general idea of like how I'll operate them throughout the story, and that, that's how I like to play. I'm like, I just want to put my character I made in your world, and I want to see what how his life ends up. That's how I actually like to play my game. <laughs> I, that's how I've been playing D D so far. It's like, here's my character. Okay, what's happening? Okay, yeah, that's what he's gonna do. What's next? Okay, yeah, he does that now. What's next? I, I just want to see what, how his life turns out. Genuinely, that's how I yeah. I just yeah. like it. And and like you say, Frost, that's why it's like if my character doesn't he doesn't know these things. I like the, the player knowledge and character knowledge is a big thing for me. If my character doesn't know this or wouldn't think, oh, I'm going to investigate every single thing in his room. If he's if there's no backstory reason on why he would do that, my character's not, not doing do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. He's not going to do it. And uh, <laughs> I, my character, will be, yeah. I, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so you go. need that, like some that, just that little thing where I go, like, okay, I'm probably gonna do the tutorial a third time, and this time I'm probably just gonna make Vegeta. <laughs> I'm just trying to fight it. murder hobo. Just <laughs> I'm gonna hobo. be the strongest. That's I know it. everything. I fight everything, and that plays into the meta gaming where it's like, yep, inspecting him. Let's go. <laughs> it's gonna kill everything. So, so that's why for me, I, I've been enjoying like uh, in an at last example for in that current game. I actually my character attacked one of my party members. In the the that woodland elf monk, they're they're uh think of them like uh they're, they're very law to land. So wherever they are, if you're doing something that's against the law, they'll help out. Like mm-hmm. uh I don't know what the proper term would be for someone who's like not a police force, but they're neutral. They don't work for any particular government there, but they see you like robbing from someone, they'll help out and wait for local uh, authorities to the do neighborhood watch. The Basically, uh, they they, they <laughs> might as well something like that, right? So in in that campaign, they get respect from. <laughs> They get respect from most people because they they generally just help out those in need in a right. general sense. And then they, whatever the local authorities do with you after, that's not there. There's like whatever law is here, that's between you and them. You broke it. We just stopping it. So one of my party members, uh, he 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 was already trying to be like lax, right? He was like, uh, "Hey, I'm going to interrogate him." Now his my he assumes interrogation involves some sort of physical violence, uh, right? Yeah. He's not against fighting people. But if he's already bound up, he's like, I'm not going to hit somebody who's not in a fight. But he's like, okay, I'll I'll let you do this. Do not kill him. Now the dude, and now while me and the other person left, the dude ends up escaping. He shoots an eldritch blast at him, and it was uh, a crit, and he already had low health. And the DMB said, yeah, he he was a he's a druid. So he turns to a squirrel. He's like, yeah, there's squirrel bits all over the, the floor now. Like you just destroyed him and the tree the squirrel ran up on. So when my guy comes back, <laughs> all he sees is, oh, you violently murdered this man. So I was, I, as soon as that happened, I was like, uh, I, 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 I hoped. I was like, what's going on? And when my other character guy, he was trying to uh, disguise self. So when the other person on their team woke up, he'd be like, shh, he was like, shh, don't say anything. I'm gonna, you know, trick him. My guy swings on him while he's prone on the floor. That made the other person, like real life person, upset. But I literally was hurt because I was like, ah, uh, you know, my guy would definitely attack you right now, dude. You just, he yeah, sees bits of a person the over there. Like, <laughs> yep, yep, I don't know what you role. want me to do. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. He, there's bits of a person. And literally before you left, all he said was, don't kill him. And he's bits. <laughs> and you didn't listen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I but uh, ultimately, when it actually comes to Baldur uh, Gate 3, I'm having a lot of fun uh, with, um, uh, like, I've been rolling up my deception rolls. I'm playing, I, I recreated my very first D&D character. I was like, I'm just going to throw him in here and see what happens. I want to see how, how his life turns out. Like I said, that's how I like to play. Um, some things that are interesting that are different from normal D&D. Uh, when you're in combat, if you guys, if you and your party members are right next to each other, you can basically go out of turn order. Not even out of turn order, you can actually work in conjunction within that same turn so like it'll be me and two out of our party members and we're back to back so i can make even though i'm technically first and traditionally indeed i'd have to do my full turn and then stop next person so uh-huh. the person who's second can actually run up first which is useful for me i'm a rogue so i automatically get sneak attack if, if there's an enemy within five feet of you wait you can, so instead, you can attack out it, of it, turn order yeah yeah Not regular I, DDs I, in I, here so yeah if they're back to back isn't that just a rogue thing? That's an uncanny dodge. Uh, no, not uncanny. It's, no, the, the, so the sneak attack is yeah, the, when... the sneak attack because you get but do, double It sucks, though, for me, player. if I'm going first as a rogue and right. there's not somebody near you, I don't get that easy automatic sneak attack. But because it's... Let's say if I roll a... Let's, uh, don't worry about adding bonuses and stuff. Let's say I rolled a 20. I'm the rogue. The pounder rolled a 19. 
and then the uh, Warlock rolled an 18, right? So we're back to back to back. There's nobody else in between us. In Baldur's Gate 3, I can let the Paladin move up first to attack you. And potentially, the, while the Paladin's there, now I can move my Rogue up and get sneak attack. Versus traditional D&D, I'd have to go first. Nobody's near you. I'm probably going to just try to support them real quick until I wait for one of them to set me up for some good sneak attack damage. So this it's kind of a holding turn, isn't it? Yeah, this is a whole turn. So they basically no, no, share no, no, one I'm turn. Saying, no, I'm saying you're oh. holding what Thank you're you. essentially doing in in the D and D session. If you were to be playing on on a table with paper and pencil, is that you're, you're holding, basically holding you're your holding turn. your turn. Yeah, you can get into essentially what's kind called of, like, like a yeah. reflexive kind of thing. So you you're holding and you're waiting for something to happen, and then your character can. Yeah, make, can but in D and D though, that would be right. I'd be setting up a reaction, but I have to wait until that happens. Yeah. But I. Oh. It, so it's kind of like that. And, and at first I thought it was weird, but it makes sense because in actual D&D, like the turn order is just for us, for organization. Yeah. And actually we are going is like the round is six seconds. Everything is happening in that same six yeah, seconds yeah. of time. So it makes sense. It's like technically everybody's moving at once. It's not I move here and then they did like it's all supposed to be yeah. that I, that play out. I like so it feels weird, but it's because Because okay. there are two schools of the turn-based tactics game and one is a set turn order based on like speed ratings or whatever, where like the enemies mm-hmm. and the uh and your side are lined up based on their speed and they go in that order. And then the other is yeah. one side, my side. Where like everything mm-hmm. you have full control, you can pick whoever goes where on your side, then the enemy does the same on their side. I prefer the second one where I mm-hmm. can move all my pieces on my turn and then end my yeah. turn. However the I XCOM. want. The yeah. XCOM. Yes. <laughs> yes, like XCOM. <laughs> and Baldur's Gate is the first version where there's a turn order. Yeah. You're saying that you can you cannot do that? <laughs> like you can actually so, yeah. control your character? Basically. Because yeah, I've, not, and, seen, and I've it, not seen or been told how to do that. And I would very much. It has that to way. actually, like the roles have to line up in a way where then the game will tell you that you can do it. Because I didn't know until the game said, hey, it's basically like saying you have a shared turn. And it's not even just like holding your turn. That's why it's a little different. So yeah. even if, and I say a scenario, right? The Paladin moves up. Now, normally, let's say if it was just, oh, we're switching the turn because we're all next to each other. So it lets the Paladin do all their stuff first and then me. In this game, it could be I move the Paladin up. He's standing next to him. I then move the Rogue up, do my main action sneak attack. After I do that sneak attack, then I can have the Paladin resume the rest of the actions that he's permitted for their turn. Then I can have the Warlock come in, do what they're doing. And then I still have movement left. I can take the Rogue and move back out from combat now. Interesting. Like It's literally because of yeah. shared turn between all those people. Well, yeah, it's, it, it's of, only it's only if you if you because they they do roll for initiative at the beginning of combat encounters. Like just right. to explain what Ash is talking about, if your characters land near each other or are next yeah. to each other in the initiative back order, to back to back those back. people okay. who, those people who are next to each other in the initiative order, like say if like uh, Tav and then Astarian, uh, and then it's like enemy enemy Lazel enemy, like Astarian and Tav could both they, the they can interchange time. their their turn. Like Astarian okay. could go first, or and, Tav could go first. That's cool. Yeah, it's a little bit hybrid-ish. Yeah, it's pretty cool. At first, I was, it was weird, and I had to get used to it, but then I even thought, from a video game standpoint, I thought, and that's why, like we were saying, Rachel, it's a good, it's a, probably the best way to combine it, because if you're playing multiplayer with people, like, I like watching what other people do, but it's kind of cool for, like, that more cooperative tactic where 
it's basically like, oh, we're our turns are next to each other. And in that sense, for me, like I said, the rogue always wants to get sneak attacks. It's like it's extra damage. Why wouldn't I want to get yep. sneak attack? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and even in uh, I've, I was even thinking about when I do my D&D campaign to borrow that concept, as long as it makes sense, you can't just meta through it. But like if the rogue and the paladin have the same like they're back to back, the rogue can look at the paladin and be like, set me up. And so the paladin then, yeah. you know, goes for it. like there has to be some sort of like free active Basketball communication special. between them. Yes, like, but, uh, and I think that even encourages, like, players coming up with, like, little plans, formations, like, basic tactic combinations that they want to come up with that they can use without alerting other enemies on what they're about to do, uh, you know. Uh, well, I just watched Teen Titans again. Attack pattern alpha from the first episode with the <laughs> hives. You know, so you can basically start shouting that off with a free action real quick, and then the pound be like, bet, and then you that just do sense. it. I'm like, that's that could be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Oh, go ahead, Rich. I was just going to say, like, I like that that's sort of like a like a, a hidden mechanic that you don't, because that's one of the things I also really like about the game is that not necessarily everything is explained to you up front, because I'm playing a paladin, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, because paladins have their oaths that they take, yeah. um, which, you know, you can, I didn't know this until somebody told me, because I haven't actually broken my oath in game, but you can break your oath. In, in the game, and you can become <laughs> you. Your subclass literally changes to Oathbreaker Paladin, Oathbreaker. and you get a whole new set of abilities huh. as that an Oathbreaker. To, that happened to Nick. He, he, I think they I just asked him a normal question. And he just said no. He, I don't know if he read it properly, and then it just goes Oathbreaker. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> yeah, you think? God be damn it! I'm lawful good. Yeah, that easy. Oath, you know. <laughs> uh, but nice. Okay. Uh, um, I have I one don't more. Know. Uh, oh, no, good. I promise. Right ahead. <laughs> I promise this is quick. Other thing too <laughs> that I was expecting. Right uh, <laughs> uh, I did pause it when my daughter came down. I didn't count that. I'm at 16 minutes. Um, okay, <laughs> 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 uh, good. Uh, another thing that surprised me was so obviously there are certain skills and feats and features that you get per your class and subclass or if you multi-class, whatever. But there's some things. That normally it's like you get that skill or feature, but for some of the stuff you have to roll, so it's, uh, you know, you, it's just something that happens passively or it's just something that you're adept at, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a point, which I was happy about this, like you guys are saying too, because you don't always want this didn't work out when you try to talk about it. Fight. <laughs> uh, but there was one where I um, I persuaded and, had, and the person still assisted me, or at least it appeared that they would be assisting me. Um, and even though I passed my check, technically, if I uh, I found out later if I did a different type of check and I passed that one, I would have known that they were actually trying to drug me. Uh, but because of the way that I went about it, I persuaded them to help me. But I didn't realize that they're helping me was just still going to be them ultimately like holding me captive. Right. They make you separate from the rest of your party. So it's just you, your main care that you make. They make the rest of the party stay outside for privacy as they assist you. Next thing I know, my character's waking up handcuffed in a in a cell while the rest of the party which i can still control which i think is great mm. uh but i'm in the cell locked up the rest of the party don't know i'm in there so i'm not going to treat them like they know i'm in there right uh, but <laughs> it was just great because i'm uh handcuffed and one of the options was use strength try to break out or whatever i'm a rogue i'm not going to break out with strength i expected <laughs> there to be a dex roll to try to maybe like maneuver myself to try to get to my lock pick or slip out or whatever no it just said rogue and it said dislocate your wrists and slip out. I said, I'm sorry, I can do what? <laughs> so I'm still thinking that they mean I'm going to do a dex roll for it. No, it just said you're a rogue. You've been here before. Dislocate your wrist. I didn't have to roll anything. 
I said, or do we have stuff like that? D and D doesn't do that. You have to no, roll no. for something like that. <laughs> it depends on your DM, but that would just be a like um, it would be an internal roll where it's. Like, but if you're already high enough in whatever it is, it's it just so, automatically happens, right? Yeah. If you're already, but they didn't tell me. That's the thing. I didn't know if it was meant to be internal roll. Where was that? Because it didn't right. say. It just what said. It just said. So I mean. My dex was high, to be fair. But I'm only yeah, level like, two, it, so it wasn't. A lot of systems in, in D&D, you can streamline them by, like, if you're naturally over it, they it just, like, yeah. here, if you want to, you can do this thing, and it just comes a choice of yes or no instead of sure. roll for it. So yeah. that's like, that's why I, I, I want to do. Some people, no, some people don't do it just because they treat. So technically, actual D&D rules, if you go as intended, nat 20s and nat 1s are only for combat. Technically, they don't apply to abilities. Rolling a nat 1 in, in, as a, in like, a stealth check, doesn't mean you critically fail or you fail no matter what. It's supposed to be one, add all your bonuses, and you can still potentially pass a check if you're good enough at it. Right. Some people still play one or 20 because they find it enjoyable, which is fine. I don't, I might either way. I get mad if my character has like plus 15 and I rolled a one and they're like, yeah, you trip over uh, a day of like, so I'm plus 15. I've been doing this for 20 years and I tripped over something like that. Like, I mean, I guess unlucky break, but you didn't say unluck. You said I didn't notice it on the floor and I tripped over it and knocked over like a bookshelf. Like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm just a noob today. That's fine. That have oh man, that happened to me a ton uh in like yeah. the so, first some stuff is fun. Second but... season of Adventures Nine. <laughs> where it's like I want my character to do this cool thing. And Jack is like, Oh, well, you failed, therefore your character's an idiot. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> no, that's why um, Sigmar I, is Sigmar just can't win. We know this. That's, 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 that's why I like Jesse and Jay's system where if you roll uh, so a roll in a 20, essentially, and that would just do, what, 2d4s, Rachel? If yeah, you get 2d4s, two fours, that's critical success. Um, and then, what is it? If you roll two ones, it's catastrophic success. So Where you're going you to succeed, but, but you, you, like, for the role play, yeah, you, you, you goofed up a little bit. Like, like, you did it, yeah. but you didn't stretch right, so you might have tweaked your back a little or something. Yeah. Else, you know? um, but, yeah. By the uh, way, I also, just want to remind y'all that uh, I want to remind Casey. I've been talking with um, talking with you about Baldur's Gate three for quite some time. If you remember this, that I just dropped in the the Discord uh, chat, I can drop it. In, I'll drop it in the Twitch chat too, just so everyone else can see what I'm talking about. Nancy, yes, share with the class. Right. <laughs> I remember this. So that was like over a year ago. This, so that's how long I've been playing Baldur's Gate three. Oh wow. Yeah, that's how long I've been in this. But of yeah. course, Nancy Drew. Of course. Uh, well, I mean, I I played <laughs> played I played around a lot with the character creator, and I was like, I mm. noticed that you could make somebody with like that. Th this was back when the character creator was much more limited. Um, but mm. one of the hair options they had is that like um like light like strawberry blonde. Um, yeah. That is, uh, it's classically called Titian, which is the color of Nancy Drew's hair in the original novels. So I was mm. like, well, shoot, I'll just make Nancy Drew. That there you go. Oh, now I remember. Just reminded me, uh, cause uh, yeah, back when they first put out, uh, yeah, here I found it. <laughs> back when they first put out, um, what do you call it? The the early access thing, like when you just had access to the character creator, like mm -hmm. they were they were like real high on their horse about how how big it was, like all the options and stuff you had, and I was like, I wonder how they handle black hair. <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I wrote a thing for the escapist that was like yeah Baldur's Gate 3 does not handle black hair any better than any other character creator and I was hoping no. it was so early in the process that that was something that Larian would see and like do something about they literally no. changed not a single black hair option in that character creator like it is the exact same stuff that was there when it launched Dang. so 
That, I mean, I, that's, honestly, that's, I, that's one take on it. Like people, like, I expect a strong character creator, creator, but like creator. still fails in black hair. Still yeah, it's it's, it's okay. I've definitely seen not even just when it comes to the, even if I exempt the black hair part, even if I just gave him a pass on that, I've seen more death in a character creator in other games before too. Like for example, you you basically get two body builds per um well the more feminine body builds and the more masculine body you get yeah, two they of give each you like pre races and stuff. I'm like I can't I can't there's no sliders like there, the fact there's no sliders in this I was very surprised about. Yeah they let me pick my little, yeah. they let me pick my 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 genitalia but I, I don't get sliders <laughs> for basic stuff. I'm very yeah, perplexed. Like, look, like... <laughs> I haven't gotten into like sex of, stuff, but like, is that useful? <laughs> you will see it. I'll just leave, I'll leave that there. Because <laughs> what if uh, I don't want to? I'm I'm a fan I mean, of you like, can turn like, that off. I'm a fan of a tasteful cut, like right, yeah, like you can turn that off. Framing for implied sex stuff. Yeah, but like, I think if you turn off nudity, that's what it'll do. I haven't done anything that'll let me know. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a prude. <laughs> like, I, I don't need to turn <laughs> off nudity. But I'm just like, if you're gonna model a whole penis and vajayjay. Like, are we gonna get hardcore scenes in this? Because <laughs> if not, yeah. what is the point? <laughs> I'm just yeah. You know what? I'm not even gonna say anything. Just give just me a, leave, give me a leave that to your mode. imagination. Yeah. <laughs> do you roll con saves for sex scenes, or do you just kind of do just let it happen? Assume you're successful at it's pleasing strength. your partner. How does I that think work? Jack does. Like Jack, <laughs> Jack likes to roll for how good you are <laughs> in sex. I mean, I did that. I, I, I want to roll for everything. I, I love the you, dice. If you don't, if you don't have the That's stamina to keep really up, weird. I mean, <laughs> um, but that no, is uh, going to be oh, roll for dexterity. Roll, roll for, for everything. 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 You're rolling. Um, well, I'm a roll. But instant win. <laughs> um, I I genuinely. Know I learned a lot I, about Sigmar right this moment. <laughs> um, I, but also, though, I'm I'm having a decent time. I my last thing. Uh, to just trail off for Baldur's Gate, so I'm not going more than 25 minutes. Um, is that uh, if the rogue thing was internal, then that's like, you, like you're saying for us because I know those. But if since they've defined it as rogue, I was like, I don't know if they're just saying insinuating this, which is kind of what I like. If someone writes something in their backstory and it's not anything that's game breaking, I'll let people get away with that. If it's me, like you're saying you're rogue, you've been in and out of prison a bunch. I'll say, yeah, you know how to get out of cuffs. I'm not even worried about you. As long as they're not magical enchanted cuffs or something crazy, if they're just normal cuffs, you got it. I'm not going to, not even just because of a dex, like internal role. I'm just going to say, no, you got it. You've been doing this for 20 years. You got it. Um, so I like when they do stuff like that. So that, if that's what it was too, I'm cool. Uh, but the last thing I was going to say is I don't know. Cause I haven't tried it yet. There was a group of people that I, have a for a quest line that I wanted to complete. But like I said, there were those ones that are saying there's some paladins and they're level four. I'm level two. And I'm like, how can I, I want to do this now. I don't feel like coming back to this one. And I was like, they're all in the house. Can I, I look over at Gail who has arcane lock. Can we lock these doors and just set it on fire? Cause with arcane lock, they can't get out. Am I able to do that? I didn't try it yet. So if, if the answer that's yes, it wins for me. That's all I need to know. If I can't lock people in a house, and then just burn them to death. What? This okay. isn't D and D for me. We I'm need to get saying. Ash into the Sims. <laughs> no. Oh no! Listen, I love Put Sims. Them in the okay. Pool, take away the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But, but yeah, like but, I, I agree. Like that's the kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that. That's how you get out of combat. Let's be honest. If you want to not I mean, have uh, combat. And you know That's I want to fight these people. Still a sense of combat. She's like, yeah, I hey, just hey. get out of the fight before Not, it starts. I'm getting out of the fight before it starts, baby. That's what I'm Where saying. Are we if I know our D&D game, <laughs> I need to see this in action. 
I assure you guys, I would love the D and D with all of you. <laughs> Even if I DM it, I don't care. Uh, but ultimately, it's like I want I want to know like how how much it like if I look at someone and they're uh, like the, the example I was give someone if I if I'm playing with you and I'm observing your character and I observe you're a barbarian. I'm going to use calm emotions on you if I'm thinking I'm going to fight you like ahead of time. If I'm going to attack you, I want to be able to sneak up, stealthily cast calm emotions. Now you can't rage, which is the main thing a barbarian does. I'm going to queue up. Like that's the plan. Like I, if I can't notice things about characters and use it for information, yeah. or if I can't be able to set up traps, it's not DD enough for me. And I don't even play like that, but the op, if the options aren't there, then yeah, I, I feel that's, like that's they need the to add those. Of- the the role playing game like of a real world right. role playing game is that it's up to your imagination if you can think of a sensible way to handle a situation you should be able to do it and Baldur's Gate three sells the idea that they're okay with that that you can think of creative ways to handle the issues and situations that you're put in and that's what people seem to be feeling uh, not me so much but I I am gonna keep playing it like I want to keep playing it uh, I got some stuff to wrap up first when I get back to mm-hmm. it I do want to keep experimenting and see how much of what I want to do can be reflected back uh, in in the situations they give me mm-hmm. oh and the world definitely feels lived in like I keep running into people who keep having their own things going on wherever I go it's insane I'm I'm almost getting fatigued already it's like stop I want to do this can I do this can I do and they're not forcing you obviously but it's like no no, that looks interesting, but I, I need to do this. And I'm keep walking. Dang, that looks interesting, but I'm going to go this way. Cutscene starts as I walk this way. Oh, shoot. They got that gnome tied to a windmill. Okay, let me help him out real quick. I want to just leave him on the windmill. Apparently, also, things happen. Uh, the thing I'm terrified of doing now is taking a long rest because that's when the world like actual right yeah when the world actually progresses like things won't yeah. continue until you long rest i'm terrified of long resting after finding that out and reading a uh an article where someone said yeah this person long rested and the village was burned down to the ground i was like i'm sorry i'm never long resting i'm gonna be stuck i'm gonna be screwed but it's okay i can't <laughs> you can beat that whole question but, of the day yeah <laughs> but yeah that's that's it for uh for BG3, I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide right there. All right. Play D&D I mean, with anybody me, else me. with uh, final thoughts before we... Uh, honestly, we might need to wrap this up. Like, we're, <laughs> we're like... Yeah, we're going, we, yeah we've been now. going for a while. Yeah, uh, so we, we probably won't jump into uh, the Overwatch 2 stuff. Um, maybe it'll come back up. We'll see. Um, but uh, I will say, thank you everybody in chat for hanging out with us. Thanks to my three <laughs> guests for discussing... Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, <laughs> which Basically, is pretty much the main yeah. thing we talked about today. Uh, it's been fun. Ash, where can folks find you? What do you have coming up this week? I'm tired of lying to people, Casey. I keep saying, <laughs> hey, guys, then don't, then just don't it's lie. Ash. I'm going to do this. I'm going to stream. I'm going to do that. Blah. Yay. Um, okay. Where can you find me? At Ash Redux. Will you see anything there? Only God knows. Um, right. I'm going to try. <laughs> I make no promises. It's hard. It's if hard. you show up, Spaz, I owe Spaz. Okay, Spaz should get every I stream. stream. <laughs> I, I owe Spaz. Spaz <laughs> deserves streams from me. I, I Spaz, I, I just, I haven't been able to play games for a while. I, I, that's why I wasn't even playing Tears of Kingdom. I'm, I'm only just now trying to play some. I'm going to stream, but no, I'm going to try to stream mm-hmm. <laughs> Baldur's Gate three today, tonight. I'm going to try my darndest. I'm going to put my kids to bed early. Mm. <laughs> and I'm going to, oh, 
Uh, and as Nick says, I'm going to go burn down some poor fool's house later. Yes. <laughs> that will be the name of the stream, Burning Down Houses. There, there you go. Look out for nice. it. Nice. Enticing. If I stream. <laughs> he keeps putting more caveats in there. Um, Frost, where can folks find you? What do you have coming up? Uh, let me see how I got going on. Today's Sunday. There will be no newly released because Amy's been busy, busy. And on, on probably Friday as well. I imagine I'll probably do a stream on my channel. I've, I've done, set a thing where it's like just stream at least an hour every day just to build up that stamina. So that's going to be at, at the other Frost on Twitch. And then Blasphemous 2, that reviews out. The next stream I'll be on for anything, any official capacity is going to be on Editor's Hour, where we get to see Nick go into some Dark Souls 2 shenanigans. So, yeah, that, that'll be the one over at Escapist Magazine. Nice. Love uh, Rachel, uh, what do you have cut up? Where can folks find you? Um, well, good news is I ha I finally have a link tree, so which uh, links to all my uh, my various endeavors. Um, so there's the usual uh, Golden Girls recaps. To, uh, so we're having Stay Golden Sunday today, Masonry Monday tomorrow. So that's the stuff that's not games-related. Um, also working on some other games-related stuff for um, GameSpeed and for my own personal stuff. And also, a uh, new announcement. I don't think I've mentioned it here before, but I have started doing a daily gaming news uh, news blast on TikTok. Um, for So every weekday at the end of the day, I do a recap of all the major gaming news that has happened that day. And... Um, I, I'm really getting into it. I'm, I'm really enjoying doing it because it's, it's TikTok. It's fun. It's ridiculous. It's silly. And uh, yeah, so if anybody is on TikTok, feel free to follow me. And it's uh, at Grace of Athena, which is my at Twitch Grace username. Of, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm following right now. That's okay. Uh, I will. Yeah. And you can also look up my name, I'm sure, because it's because uh, I also have my name tied there as well. Nice. So yeah. Um, follow me there. And uh, yeah, you'll get to see my face more often. And I, if you guys want me to do a stream where I read more detective novels, I will gladly do that. Can I show off that one of the thumbnails for her videos is her giving the finger? Can I get, can I get that? Come on, camera. Get yeah, it. Get it. No, no, no. Uh, uh, turn your brightness down, bro. Blinding us all. I'm sorry. I just, I, I'm, no, I started I was, laughing immediately. I was giving the, giving the finger. I was giving the finger specifically to Strauss Zelnick. Ah, well, there you go. <laughs> there, I'll follow you back, Ash. Uh, nice. Um, so, uh, as for me, you can find me at Sigma Gears Nine here on Twitch, uh, as well as Twitter. Uh, there's Blue Sky. There's Threads. Honestly, I'm not putting a ton of effort into that. I'm kind of tired of social media in general. <laughs> hey. But uh, outside of that, uh, I should have a, a, a big three uh, MR drop in uh, sometime next week. Um, uh the the regular streams throughout the week uh should be back on doing uh you know hitting gems with jesse uh Assassin's creed 4 black flag with jesse portal 2 with marty um all that stuff uh like we should be back in full force next week i know we a bunch of folks were like out throughout the week and weekend but uh we should be back mostly on escapists for regular stream stuff um and later today uh super smash sunday me and jeff 2 30 p.m eastern standard time uh king of the hill super smash bros um it's fun time just come hang out um and that's pretty much it hope you guys enjoyed it's been fun as usual uh thanks to my three guests thanks to chat we will see you all in the future this has been episode 112 of the sigma show peace see ya bye